Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Stephen Riley, joined, of course, by the usual cohort, all reunited again, together, and it feels so good. Brett Meeser, <laughs> thanks for joining us, Brett. Yo, what's up? And back from raising a child, but not <laughs> forever, just for an no, hour I'm, to record yeah, this. I'm, no, I'm done. The, the child has been raised. Oh. And it's good to go. Well, nice. that was very efficient. Good work. It was. It was out. It's out in the world. It's working. It's. Uh, it's a. He, she's a playtester now for Ubisoft. Damn, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephen Crane, thank you for coming back. It's been three weeks, two weeks. Uh, three three weeks. Uh, she was born on the fifth, so mm-hmm. it's, that's oh, yeah. how old she is. And we're this is the third. We're recording the thirty on the thirtieth. So, however many days that is, twenty five days. Almost Halloween. Yes, exactly. I can do yeah. math. You have a twenty-five you day old. How's it going? Uh, good. We're 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 doing well. Heather and I are on point. Actually, we we got we got a good system going down. Mm-hmm. We haven't fought or anything like that. We're we're not getting on each other's nerves, despite like the lack of sleep and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my daughter was born healthy, and she's continues to be healthy. There's no issues or concerns or anything like that. Nice. That's good. She's she's very obviously growing at a ridiculous rate. Mm. Uh. For anyone who hasn't met me, I'm I'm six foot six, so she's going to be tall, and I'm already uh, I'm already planning her WNBA uh, world tour because I I'm every Raptors game I just basically sit in front of the TV and have her like absorb all the basketball. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and hopefully by the time she's like 19 or whatever, the WNBA athletes get paid out well because I don't think they get paid well right now. No, um, no, no. So I could just retire off her. I think I was talking this with someone else. I think the only, like the, one of the only well-paid female athletes are tennis players. Huh. Yeah, I could see that. And, and golf maybe? Golf yeah, maybe. But team, but team sports, I don't think there's any. Yeah, I don't like think hockey, so either. I don't think soccer either. Yeah, so... Hmm. Um, well, so, you know, in my, in my plan to kind of just retire off of the athletic ability of my daughter, it's uh, it's, it's uphill battle. That's, that's, it's that's my plan, too. <laughs> off my, specifically my daughter? <laughs> yep. Uh, awesome. Well, well, we've already talked that you're going to come over. Uncle Brett will come over and, exactly. and uh, you know, show her some of the Spurs uh, basketball knowledge that you have. That's exactly it. There we go. As long as I contribute, I get some chill time. <laughs> Well, basketball aside, we will be talking today, as we always do, about some news going on in the Canadian game development community. Wait, uh, not basketball? Uh, first, though, no, sorry, <laughs> not basketball. That's your other podcast, Brett. Steve, um, we should start a basketball podcast. <laughs> I was just about to say, wait, do you have a basketball <laughs> podcast, Brett? No, but we could start one. You could. I'm down. You could quite easily. Uh, I'd have to it, watch some more sports, but yeah, I'd be down. Well, the thing is, like, for me, although this has changed in recent years, I used to just watch Raptors. Mm-hmm. You know, I went and watched many other basketball things. So a lot of the times when playoffs would come around, I wouldn't watch any basketball because right. they were never in the playoffs. But in the last couple of years, I watch, I definitely watch more, especially now that I've, you know, you know, uh, DeRozan's on Spurs. So I try to catch Spurs games whenever mm. I can and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, so stay tuned to Brett and Steve's basketball podcast coming next week. <laughs> we don't really know anything about basketball, but we just watch it. <laughs> we should just live when you come over to watch the Spurs game. We should just live stream that. Oh man, like our like our reactions. I mean, just us watching you chirping basically every single play. We could we could consider this. 
<laughs> we just derailed the podcast. I'm sorry. All hey, right. That's okay. Let's uh, get to we, the we normal We knew this would stuff. happen. Let's get to the normal uh, stuff. As we do, we like to start with some events going on in the game community. So mm-hmm. as you're listening to this, uh, Reboot Develop is going on in Banff, uh, or has just ended, or is several years ago, depending on when you're listening to this, although <laughs> I assume it's one of the first two. Uh, and uh, we actually helped a student uh, get the scholarship um, to that, uh, which was pretty cool. They came up to us at EGLX. Uh, him and his roommate applied and got it, and so they are going all expenses paid uh, to showcase their student project at Reboot Banff, which is pretty cool, and I'm pretty stoked that we, we played a small part in that because uh, we posted about it in our Discord, and I said, hey, check this out, and and they did. So I think that's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, Look at that. So join the Discord. Yeah, join the Discord. Get scholarships to fancy resorts in VC where you meet famous industry people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sounds pretty awesome, actually. N- next... We next next weekend. Hold on, the eighth, ninth, and tenth of November will be Fax Jam Two, the first being last year, short for Halifax Game Jam. Uh, it's put on by a bunch of studios here in Halifax, sponsored by mainly the big one being Ubisoft. Uh, it's a fun weekend game jam for those who don't know game jams, or where a bunch of game developers get together and and make a game really quickly based around usually a loose concept that all the games have to adhere to. And it's a lot of fun. You get to network, get to test out some of your skills. And, uh, usually there's lots of fun times to be had. So if you're in Halifax or can get to Halifax for that weekend, I would definitely encourage you to go out. I've had a lot of fun at game jams in the past and we'll have hopefully a lot of fun at this one. Mm-hmm. I must say I'm not a big fan of the name fax jam. I had no idea that it was going to be a game jam and I, or, and that it was sent, like lo- localized in Halifax. When I saw fax jam too, I was super confused. I thought it was a video game or something. Yeah. It's n- naming's hard, but the logo is pretty cool. It's like a lobster holding a <laughs> controller, which is pretty mm-hmm. cute. I do like that. that and this year is actually also sponsored by frag esports. Uh, which is looking to quote promote the esports scene within the Atlantic Canada provinces end quote. Nice. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, definitely come check out that. And then later in November, uh, from the sixteenth uh, to the nineteenth, uh, is Mega and MIGS, two different acronyms that mean two different things. Uh, MIGS, of <laughs> course, is the Montreal International Game Summit, been going on for several years. Uh, that'll be. Uh, so these two events are happening at the same time. Let me see if I, I can parse this. Mega stands for the Montreal Expo Gaming Arcade. Uh, and this is more of like a public, non-industry type event where people go to play games uh, and see you know cool booths and stuff. And then MIGS is more of like a game developer conference type deal with panels and workshops and networking. Uh, MIGS is being sponsored by Red Barrels, of course, the Montreal-based indie studio best known for Outlast 1 and 2. Uh, Outlast 2, actually, is November PlayStation Plus Game of the Month, so... Yeah, I was, I was just about to say out. that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm actually quite excited about that, because I really liked Outlast 1. Um, it's, a, it's a trip, man. Yeah? Yeah. It was one of those games where people were like, you gotta play in the dark, blah, 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 and I'm oh, like, yeah. nope, I'm, I'm, I, pff, no, there's no way. I'll play Broad Daylight with all the windows open, uh, and probably my daughter sitting right beside me so that there's at least still one baby in the room. But I'll probably... I, I, I can't... The scary stuff I can't do uh, 
the, the way you should be doing it. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. It's so good. But, um, but I'm excited to dive in. I, I kind of forgot that out, um, that Outlast 2 even came out. I don't um, think, I don't know if it made a big a splash as the first one. But yeah, I remember the first one was pretty big. Like it was, it was, it was also a PlayStation Plus game back in the day. Um, in no- probably one of the first ones. It was like November 2014 or something. Cause that's how I got it. And, uh, yeah, they, they hit like two and a half, three million units sold for, uh, for that one, which is pretty cool. I don't know how well they did for Outlast 2. I assume uh, fine based on the brand recognition. But you can check them out at MiGs19. Maybe they'll announce <coughs> their next game. Who knows? I was about to say, I, I just looked at their Wikipedia to see if they have something coming out, and, and they haven't. It's just been Outlast 2013, Outlast Whistleblower in 2014, which was the DLC thingy, and then Outlast 2 in 2017. So uh, we're coming like three years from Outlast 2, so you got to imagine that something's on the horizon. So that'd be cool, actually. That would be a neat little announcement there. That would. So I just checked, and Mega, the Expo Gaming Arcade side, is happening 18th and 19th, whereas MIGS, the convention, or uh, Game Developer Conference, is happening 16th and 19th. So they overlap a little, um, which is, you know, their first year doing this, apparently. <coughs> so we'll see if it's a success. I won't be able to make it, but if you're in Montreal or can get there, go check it out. Yeah, it's. I said on previous podcasts that we were looking to go to Mix uh, as Canadian game devs, and and turns out that won't be true. So if you're listening, if for some reason if you listen to episode like five or six episodes ago, and then just jump into this one, we're not going to be there. May not yet. Maybe someday. Not yet. Yeah, maybe someday. That's By the it. way, sorry, I oh, am on Outlast 2's Wikipedia, and actually does say that Outlast Three was announced in December 2017. So maybe they'll show off. Oh. Outlast Three. I I didn't even know about that. I didn't know that either. I mean, I guess yeah, it makes I'll, sense. They're doing really well with it, and they a have like a experience. Oh, sorry. sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say the studio's currently working on a distinct experience set in the Outlast universe. Interesting. <laughs> and they announced it in December 2017, the same time they announced that they're going to bring it to Switch the original. So hmm. they they have a whole little universe there. Like they have comics and. Uh, graphic novel i think actually and like uh people are really invested in that universe with the the, like evil corporation turning people into weird doing tests on stuff i don't know i didn't follow it too closely i didn't like the end of the first one to be honest yeah i was gonna say i don't remember i remember you go into that lab but i don't i remember thinking that it really hit a wall where it was just like oh why is it why am i not in the creepy house why am i why is it like a resident evil game all of a sudden Mm, yeah anywho that's it for the events going on. Uh, unless you guys have anything you wanna you wanna throw in there. Uh, no, I mean I didn't get a chance to go to EGLX, but you can listen to the last episode uh, where you guys kind of just talked about your your experiences at EGLX. I was there for like it was a great a half time. Hour it was a great time. Friday. Yeah, you loved it, didn't you? You loved it. <laughs> loved every minute of it, man. <laughs> oh boy. Loved all the games. Mm-hmm. It was great. Oh boy. Um, so no, I don't have I don't have anything. Brett, do you, what's going on in your world, Brett? Um, we haven't booked game dev di- game dev drinks yet, but uh, we're in the middle of talking about the next talker. So I'll know probably next week of who's coming in. I think it's been a while since we talked about game dev drinks. Do you want to just like give your elevator pitch to it again? Um, uh, thanks for putting me on the spot. <laughs> it's your thing. Yeah. Do you want me to do the elevator pitch? Yeah. You know what? Let's hear you try. Uh, so basically, Game Dev Drinks, Brett uh, invites kind of a developer to come come uh, talk about their kind of experience as a developer and, and give a pre- little presentation and just where they kind of started at the middle ground and, and where they are now. 
uh, they answer questions uh, from the audience of just people who you know are interested, and and then uh, you just drink and and have a good time afterwards. Yep, probably the best show in Ontario. <laughs> oh, wow, nice. <laughs> it probably is the best show. Yep, probably. Like it's between game dev drinks or going to go see Joker, and you're like, no, game dev drinks. Uh, hey, uh... <laughs> it's debatable. <laughs> It, are we, that's enough. our next podcast is the uh, movie show you know I don't, I don't, I'm down I don't see that many movies yeah alright you two can do the movies Brian and I will do the do the sports yes Steven and I will do the the Steven one. Oh yeah <laughs> we just pick a Steven from history and just talk about it I'm down oh, that's probably I, enough I want to be a part of that <laughs> you're not Steven though <laughs> my middle name is Steven there no it's go. not is yeah, it? it is yeah really shut up no 100% way. Brett, Steven, Meeser, there's no way. Why Picture can't your birth it be? certificate or it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to see proof. Oh, like people just carry their birth certificates around. <laughs> You're at home, aren't you? No, I'm at the library, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, we established on the last episode. I'm using our tax dollars very efficiently. Yeah. Nice. You know, go to the library, everybody. Do <laughs> it. Except for that Putting one. The... Where's that? Where's Handi at this month? The one where that... Handi Society? Yeah, aren't they at that library that's being protested in Toronto right now? Yeah, they had a transphobic speaker come and had yeah. hundreds of people come out to protest. Anywho. What's what's this? I don't know that. All right, we're going to move on to the news. Canadian game news. <laughs> uh, oh. I'm going to start with <laughs> Ubisoft announced last week that they are delaying several upcoming games in the light of uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Uh, having such an abysmal launch and underperforming sales-wise. Uh, so Ubisoft has delayed Gods and Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and probably most notably Watch Dogs Legion uh, into their quote-unquote next fiscal year, which runs spring 2020 to spring 2021. Hmm. So we could get these several years from now. I imagine <laughs> Gods and Monsters and Rainbow Six Quarantine are further away than Watch Dogs Legion because we've seen so much of it. But I was a little skeptical about Watch Dogs Legion when at Gamescom and AGLX, there were no demos. All of the um, presentations given had a developer playing it to just an audience of people. No one was allowed to actually mess around with the game at all. And that's always eh, kind of mm-hmm. skeptical of a game's readiness when they won't let anyone play it. Mm-hmm. So I could kind of see that coming. It was originally slated for March 3rd, 2020. And now has a very tenuous next fiscal year release date. Um, at EGLX, I got to talk to a bunch of, of people who I knew who were working on the game, and they're all really stoked about it. And we got to interview the lead narrative designer, um, so we'll be having that up. I have it like half written up. I'll just post it tomorrow probably. So cool. read that on the site. Um, but yeah, I'm okay with this. Delayed games, as Miyamoto said, uh, a delayed game is disappointing once a bad game is disappointing forever. I think there's a lot of truth to that. I agree. Yeah, I mean, uh, sorry, just to interject with the feature, the features thing that you're mentioning. We do have a new site, a part of the site called Features. You can go there right now and read. A, uh, a student uh, wrote up a little blog post about her kind of uh, uh, journey, I guess, as a game dev student internship, and that's where your interview will go to. But um, 
watched, I liked Watch Dogs 2 a lot. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I haven't really looked at a lot of Legion stuff other than you could just be anyone, apparently, but I'm sure there's limitations to that. Did you guys, was it playable at EGLX? Did you guys get to play it? It hasn't been playable anywhere. They've only been oh. doing these little trailer <laughs> things where are they, yeah, they pack okay. an auditorium and play a trailer and then a gameplay demo. True. Mm-hmm. So that's, and yeah, okay, yeah, so that's why, you mm-hmm. know, that's probably the, the sign that it was going to get delayed or whatever, so. Hey, um, as long as it doesn't delay Assassin's Creed, I'm good. Are they confirmed to be making a new one? Well, I mean, obviously they are, but, like, have they said they're making a new Assassin's Creed? Well, no. I, mean, I don't, yeah, I don't think they have. I think nope. they just said that this year is the break. But yeah. I don't know if they really said it would come in twenty. Well, they did, like, the last... Uh, expansion pack came out for it, right? For the last one. So, mm-hmm. I guess we're on the break. But they said they were going to release three before they did a break. So, really, mm-hmm. they've only done two since. And that counts Origins and Odyssey. So, there should be one more before the break. Because then that mm-hmm. kind of gets rid of the whole Mediterranean vibe. That's usually how they do their series, is in threes. Mm-hmm. So, there should right. still be one more and then a break. But maybe the, maybe they'll change. But if they need that money, you know what they got to do. <laughs> I've said Get it before. Assassin's Creed money. Dude. I'll say it again. You guys tell me if I'm wrong or not. But Ubisoft just needs to like fuck off for like five years and we'll go make- go full Rockstar and just wait. Spend a lot of time making a new game with a new engine and like really pour a lot of attention into the details, making it bug free, making it interesting, and then release it and it'll actually be, you know, a big event like GTA Five and Red Dead Two. Because people hmm. love these games. People love Assassin's Creed so yeah. much. If they took like a five-year break, which is what they did with Odyssey. Odyssey, I mean, not Odyssey, Origins was like a good break. They took like three years off. No, it, no, yeah, no. It was just it was a year. right after no, Syndicate. there was a break. There's a break. It was just a year. It was just a year. It was it a year? I thought it was like two or three. No, it was a quick turnaround. But I do agree. Let me pull it up here. I do agree. 2015 was Syndicate, and then 2017 was Origins. See, two-year break. That's good. No, it's it's one year. You said 15 and 17. That's two. It was okay. So so no, well, you're um, I guess, but you're only missing one year of a game. Yeah. You're only missing the 2016 game. You get a game in 2017. Okay. Fine. (laughs) Yeah, they need to pull. They need to pull a. a I'd be down. I'd be down. Just, I would. I would. Yeah. If they did, I'd, if they took a five-year break and then just dropped some crazy-ass, like, samurai game. fucking cyberpunk Assassin's Creed game on the world, I would be, hello, yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they don't really have many other, they don't really have any other yearly franchises. Like, Watch Dogs oh, 2 came Far out, Cry. like, three or four years. Far Cry's Far kind of turning into it, like, from five to primal to, f- mm-hmm. no, four primal Five yeah, that's new, new dawn. That's yeah. That was all yeah, within yeah, like five years. Four. And you'll years. probably see Primal Two soon. So <laughs> that game, that game was interesting. I was really, really bummed that it didn't do as well because mm-hmm. that was they have like their little in between games or the experiments, you know. Yeah. And and Primal was really interesting because they approaching that game sound design and like world building had to imagine what prehistoric people would sound like and mm-hmm. talk to each other, and they did a lot of research into that. And so if you ever just want to just experience primal it, it is really interesting i find mm-hmm. from that perspective but yeah they, they've been really milking it and i i saw so many bug compilations for new dawn uh, <laughs> and uh, ugh. 
I, New Dawn was definitely for me. I was like ready to kind of just same thing. I think with Assassin's Creed, where I was like, yeah, I'm you know I'm ready to just kind of put this thing on on uh, on the shelf and just sort of wait it out. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you though. Yeah, like Watch Dogs, you know, just take take the break mm-hmm. and um, and they did with Watch Dogs, kind of. Yeah, well, I mean, Watch Dogs has never really been hasn't become like a huge franchise for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only two games, right? I don't even know if there's really any like. I don't think there's really any interest in Watch Dogs. I don't hear people talk about it at all. Like, no one talks about it until it comes out. And you're like, oh, cool, mm-hmm. new Watch Dog. And then it goes away and people are like, I don't care about Watch Dogs. But you, like, their, Assassin's Creed is their flagship game. Like, that's the game. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. would be the one where if they did a Red Dead to an Assassin's Creed game, oh, my God. Like, hello. Mm-hmm. Like they sh- And they should. It's their flagship game. That, that game put Ubisoft on the map. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. What are well, and what are some of the other delays? Gods and Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine. Yep, that's also it. Delayed. So, yeah. Eh. So I mean, Rainbow Six Quarantine. That was their zombie sort of take on it. They announced at E3 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a PVE where the operatives are signed, trying to go into this sort of. Um, from the trailer, I haven't read anything else into it. It kind of reminded me of like the later Resident Evil games where it's like two or three people versus just swarms of zombies, but with right. the gameplay yeah, sure. of Rainbow Six. Is it more like a uh, payday sort of idea, but more sci-fi and, and, and stuff? It's kind of like, it's just like kind of, it's like Siege, but you versus swarms of enemies rather than mm-hmm. another team of five. Yeah, so horde mode horde mode for Siege, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. like, that, like, the Rainbow Six games, I don't even care about them anymore. That's the th- I think, like... The only game on this list that I <laughs> might care for is Gods of, and Monsters, just because it's a new IP and I want to see what that is. That's mm-hmm, it. Too. The, everything yeah. else, I'm like, I don't care. Delay it as much as you want, guys. Like, I don't care. <laughs> just don't even release it. Yeah, like I would, I would want a new single player, like story driven Rainbow Six. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, um, I think of those three, like Watch Dogs. I, I mean, all three of those, I wasn't really super. Mm-hmm. Pumped for. I was. I was kind of excited for Watch Dogs. Is there? Because I liked two. But is there a, a new story-driven Rainbow Six game? Because that would be dope. <laughs> like, no, I don't think so. I think they're just they're just uh, swimming in siege money. Like siege is a huge is huge on the esports scene, right? Right. Because so, um, like I would love a good single-player Rainbow Six story-driven game. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those those earlier Rainbow Six games in like Rainbow um, Vegas or whatever mm-hmm. I forget what it was such called but those games were so dope. You um, put the little camera underneath the door to look around and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love those stupid little mechanics. But like, yeah, give me give me one of those Ubisoft. I know you listen to us. I know mm-hmm. they listen. Do they? I don't oh, know if they do. Ubisoft definitely listens. That's why I haven't been hired. Oh, my, damn! Because <laughs> you shit on them every single podcast. Every single one. Well, they also said in the press release I found interesting was that The Division 2 is also underperforming uh, compared to projections. I think I just want to I think they should have never came out with The Division 2. Like, I don't know. That's I I always look at that that sequel as like you kind of are separating your player base into two groups the, and then like they're either going <laughs> to come on board or not. Like that's the thing. It's just like you diluted your group. Why don't? Why isn't that a, just an expansion? I don't. Know. I feel like uh, I feel like that's what they did with Destiny Two as well. Now Destiny yeah. Two is like free, free to play or whatever. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. yeah, they did. The- yeah, these like f- these pay these service based games are like coming out with sequels too soon. When mm-hmm. typically like 
you took a World of Warcraft or EverQuest or past MMOs, like yeah. you would just keep building on the same base game. But yeah, yeah, and that's why I looked not, up like Division Two. I'm like, we don't need this, guys. No one's playing Division One. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I didn't. I didn't. Really, I wasn't a big fan of Division Two. Like, but, mm. so and I liked Number One actually. So it was kind of weird. But mm-hmm. yeah, anyways. But moving uh, on. No, oh, we're not. Brett has something else to say. Okay, go ahead, Brett. You want to know how Ubisoft can make some money? <laughs> what? What? How? Give me in the world an HD remake of Assassin's Creed One with, like, just give me that. That's what like, we need. redone. Yep, redone. Give us well, like some of the mo- yet. some of the modern mechanics because we all hated riding around our horse back then, but <laughs> like. I would love that, I'm, and I'm surprised it hasn't happened. Yeah, they remastered like, like everything. Did you have to collect like half a billion flags in that one too? I forget. Like, wasn't that? The, yeah, it was. It was the flags or the no feathers was the second one. I think it was flags. Yeah, I remember Assassin's Creed One is when I, I had a roommate or a couple of roommates, and uh, we had a 360 or whatever. And so I watched my one roommate play it the first hour and a half or so, and then I watched another roommate play the exact same like hour and a half, and then mm-hmm. I got to play it. And by the time by that time, I was so tired of it that I just was like, "This is boring," and never played it, <laughs> just because I saw the same like mm-hmm. first part of the game like three times. Yeah, they've never I'd remade be down it. to replay that for sure. Yeah, they've never remade it, and I'm I'm really surprised that they remade Assassin's Creed Three, which is my favorite. But like, what? You give us one, like, come on. So yeah, three is my favorite too. Yeah, now that's oh, really cool. Well, we have the only four. two. Wow, we have the you only know what? two. I like this, Steve. I like this. Followed a lot very more. closely by four. Four was so good. <laughs> I love four, but three just. I can't go back and play it because I know I won't enjoy it as much as I do in my memories. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it is still one of my favorites. Oh, man. The Tyranny of Washington DLC, too, is so good. Oh, yeah. So good. Wow. Anyway, can I move on now, Brett? Do I have your permission? Yeah, we're done shit talking Ubisoft. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, we usually you leave Ubisoft stuff to the very end because that's what. Do we? St- yeah, Steve knows. Okay. Okay. Some yeah. of that was per, uh, some of that wasn't just shit talking. No, that, that was productive. Was like, yeah, but we I, had, always I had talk some valid Ubisoft criticism at the end because the Ubisoft Ubisoft the listening. <laughs> they're listening. They they took some notes. They wrote down some things. They're like, oh, Brett Brett says remake one. All right, let's get that going tomorrow. Let's get that going. That's why they made remade three for me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy it? The Brett game. That was for me. They're like Brett loves this game. <laughs> we better do it. Did you, you, Brett? Did, you uh, did you get it though? No. Because <laughs> I own it, so. Well, then they didn't remake it for you. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna buy it. It's happening. All right. Uh, moving on. on. Atlantic developer Other Ocean have released their remake of the PlayStation One classic Medieval, starring Sir Daniel Fortesque, a slightly inept and long dead knight, accidentally resurrected by his greatest enemy, the evil sorcerer Zarok. Uh, it's a very '90s game uh, that apparently still feels. Like a 90s game, but with modern visuals. Huge upgrade, a bunch of tweaks to the game to make it just a more pleasant experience. So if you liked Medieval, or you've seen the cool-looking skeleton in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale and wanted to know what game he's from, you can do so right now on your (laughs) PlayStation 4. God, no one played PlayStation Battle I loved PlayStation (laughs) All-Stars. I got every trophy in that game on PS3 and PS Vita. I love that game, and I'm really mad the studio closed because I was hoping we'd get a sequel. But alas, yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. some things. Um, we're not I didn't, I didn't play Medieval back in the day. I didn't have a PS One, so I, I kind of missed out on it. I'm looking at the Metacritic right now, and it's at 67, so it didn't seem to jive as well as like the Spyro and the Crash Bandicoot. Uh, oh, those remakes are tight. Those remakes yeah. are tight, though. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I like it's. I'll probably play it eventually. I heard it's super short too. Like it's, it you can beat it like in a couple hours. So mm-hmm. it might be. It'll be a later on, a later mm-hmm. on pickup. I think. I loved it on the PS One. It was so much fun. Yeah. Or whatever it, it is, came it's out a on. Really, it's a it really, it's a really great goofy game. game. Out of so out of the the big, the PS One ones like uh, Spyro um and uh and crash and medieval like how do you rank those three i really like spyro personally a lot so i'd probably give it to spyro two or three followed closely by crash um but i think the real heyday for the mascot platformer was the playstation 2 when we got my favorite game of all time sly cooper and the thievius raccoonus dude i love sly cooper also so good dude that game is criminally underrated yeah. It's on PS Now. I've been mean to. I've been. Mean, I want to like subscribe to PS Now again and, and re-download those. So games. I played all those games on PS2, and then they came out with the mm-hmm. PS3 collection. So I bought it there, yeah. got the platinum trophy for all those games there. Then they released the collection on PS Vita, so I bought it there, and I got all the platinums for it there. And I'm really <laughs> waiting for them to do it on either PS4 or PS5, just so I can play them all again. Mm-hmm. I can what's play your, them all again what's now. What's your PSN, but... Stephen? I'm getting concerned that something that you're. Re- you're I'm not. I'm nowhere price. close to you, but uh, okay. that was back when I had time to get platinum trophies and wasn't also playing on Xbox. Xbox and Steam and Origin and Epic Game Store and all these launchers that I have now. Uh, I've diversified too much. You can have a monopoly on the Canadian Game Devs trophy war, but uh, wow, Medieval's (laughs) sitting at a five-star 400 reviews on the PlayStation Store. I don't think I've ever seen that. Like, Hmm. usually... So I guess, yeah, PlayStation fans are, are loving it, so that's that's a good indicator. I also watched uh, Jim Sterling's review of it because I I love him a lot, and uh, it was... it was pretty glowing. Not glowing, but by, by Jim Sterling's review. Jim Sterling is a bit of a brat. He's super <laughs> loves loves to shit on things, but genuinely, yeah, he's a, he's but, a yeah, he's a British brat. But he does he, he does love things though, and when he does, I, I like hearing about that. So anyway, I think, I think Brett loves things. Oh yeah, he loves us. He spends time with us every week. That's true. Unfortunately, Fred, what's a game? What's a game in the last like two years that you really loved? Uh, probably started. Don't Valley. say. Don't say. Uh, oh, no, you can't say that. Valley's it doesn't so count. Good. What do you well, mean? Stardew Valley doesn't count. Why doesn't Stardew Valley was, count? That's older than two years now, isn't it? It was twenty fifteen, fourteen. Well, whatever, man. Make a better one. Also, also, Medieval's only uh forty nine ninety nine on the store. So if you're interested, and also pretty... if you're interested in Assassin's Creed Three re- remake, it's also forty nine ninety nine on Steam right now. I would buy that for ten bucks. I wouldn't pay more than that. That's that's. I a, think I got that. That's a pretty for... mid middling <laughs> port. Whereas Medieval is like a full visual overhaul and tweaks. And yeah, stuff. that was part of a season pass for something. I think that was part of the Assassin's Creed Odyssey season pass. Uh, yeah, I, I think it. so. I don't know. I don't know why I have it. You told me to download. It, I did, and then I never played it. it it's was with. The, it came out with a oh, when Odyssey came out. They did it. Did that that hookup. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, um, congrats the, to Other Ocean on Medieval's remake and all their other adventures. Any last minute thoughts on Medieval? Play it. No, I'll, 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 I'll it. cop it when it goes on sale. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Um, Google has announced they are opening a Stadia exclusive developer in Montreal. <laughs> uh, mm. Head of Stadia Games and Entertainment Jade Raymond announced the studio will develop Stadia exclusive content 
currently opening in Montreal. Uh, in a blog post on Google's site, Raymond says she's super stoked to open the studio there because she grew up in Montreal and uh, says it's a city famous for launching so many game developers, which it really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, quote, Stadia Game and Entertainment Studio will produce exclusive original content across a diverse portfolio of games in all of your favorite genres. Stadia is designed to be one destination for all the ways people play games, and Montreal is where we're going to start building the team. So there are literally dozens of jobs now on Google's jobs page with all levels of experience. I dropped it in the Discord and on Twitter where a bunch of people were replying and they're applying, so that's good. Uh, And I would definitely recommend, if you're interested and want to work for Google, as I assume a lot of people do, go check that out. And you can still pre-order the Stadia, which launches... The Founders Edition launches November 19th, um, but you they're all sold out of that, so you will only be able to get the Explorers Edition or something, which comes out in 2020, which is hmm. a weird way to do that. But This, this studio, I'm, I'm, surprised it, so. op- I'm, I'm surprised this studio is opening now. Shouldn't have this studio been opened like a year ago? Two, I totally two agree ago. with you. Stadia <laughs> like, is going to live and die with like i i get the text impressive but you you need games that people want to play and can only play there for it to work yeah you yeah. need exclusives and so unless you're going to like work out third party kind of contracts or whatever like even with exclusive dlc or timed events or something like that mm-hmm. like playstation like you know playstation xbox do which i don't think they're doing I, like i think no they have they ever. have a couple exclusives they have um do that oh uh, what's it's that Baldur's Gate three, I think. Is that? Um, is that ex- no? I thought that was. Uh, oh, that I is cross that was, platform. Yeah. Hold on. They they do. They have an exclusive. Like, I swear. Is it a big game or is it an indie game? And I don't mean uh-huh. that. I don't mean to. It's a couple. On indie it's games. a couple indie games. So Tequila Works Guilt, which Tequila Works made, Sexy Brutal, and a couple other pretty critically acclaimed indie games. Coat Sinks Get Packed, which is like a weird, wacky, physics-based platformer type thing, and that's it. That's Those are the two launch exclusives. And I love indie games, um, but I also know they'll be coming to all the other platforms probably in like six months to a year. So Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, so you need, the, you need the games where they'll never go to another platform. Like, a Google, like whatever game this new studio is working on will never appear anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it should have been opened like two years ago. Yeah, and Jade Raymond <laughs> didn't Jade Raymond work on Portal? Am I imagining that? Hold on. No, she was the Assassin's Creed person. She opened yeah. up uh, Ubisoft Toronto too. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's oh, big. So she, she just goes to new studios, opens them, and then leaves them to delay their games. I see. Pretty much. <laughs> she worked on <laughs> The Sims Online, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Two, Tom Clancy's Spinner Cell Blacklist, The First Watch Dogs, and Mighty Quest for Epic Loot. I forgot about that game. I forgot about that game too. Interesting. So she hasn't worked on something since 2015. Correct. And now this Google game studio, even if it's like a small, yeah, sorry. Even if it's like a small game is still at the very minimum a year out. I'd say two to three years, unless they're doing like short. That's what I mean. Unless it's like a really sort of smallish thing just to kind of get something out. That's going to be like five years before between games for her. I can't imagine it would be small though, because like it's Google, you know, they need like a triple A exclusive. Yeah, but it's like a big game like that would be four or five. Like we wouldn't see that until like twenty twenty four. Yeah, by then we're on the right? Stadia two, PlayStation five. Yeah. Oh, I'm 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 deep into PlayStation five by that point. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Uh, yeah, so that's that's happening. Uh, for all the developers listening, go out, apply, get get that Google money, please. I'm not getting it. Uh, just, just get those stock options. Yeah, get those stock options. Get the get the mugs and the sweaters and pencils or. Oh, and the slide. They have slides. That's some of them. I don't know if they'll have slides here. Besides that, the Montreal office probably wouldn't work in the winter. It'd be a little... A little cold? Yeah. Anywho, uh, any last-minute thoughts on Google Canada? No, it's just too late. They're just late. Too late. Yeah. Oh, well. I don't care. Are, yeah, are you guys getting no, Stadia? Care. Do you guys care about Stadia? You know, I know Brett doesn't. Uh, the coolest that. thing I've seen for Stadia is... Have you seen that demo where if a YouTuber or, or streamer is streaming Stadia, there'll be a little button on like the YouTube taskbar at the bottom under the the like yeah. timestamp where you just click that and then you jump to it like takes that instance of the game that player's running moves it to your uh browser and then you just play the game from wherever they are that is the most mind-blowing wow. shit i've ever seen and like if they can get that to work flawlessly that's really cool i, I wouldn't use that feature personally but i think that's the most interesting thing stadia is doing other than that, what we've seen is the demands for internet bandwidth. They're too high for a lot of people. I don't know why people would buy that. It's like 130 bucks, and then you still have to pay for their subscription service. Or you don't have to, but you can buy games on their store, I guess. But it, it just it, it feels like it's entering the territory of like all these streaming services for TV shows and movies. Where it's like, eh, I don't need anything on it. I won't buy it. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of already in that, right? Ubisoft has their own Game Pass, PlayStation Now. Uh, Apple Arcade. Play- Apple Arcade, PlayStation Plus is a thing, Xbox Live is a thing, Nintendo mm-hmm. has their online thing. Like, mm-hmm. all these subscription services are such a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just like, at least in games, you know, if, even if something, unless it's like a first party, if something comes to Game Pass, like Outer Worlds came out to Game Pass, but it's also on PS4, so you can still play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, like, whereas TV shows like you know The Office is going to be leaving Netflix next year, the year after, or something like that, and then going to NBC's thing, and, and Seinfeld's going to Netflix after leaving Crave and all that shit. So you gotta like, you won't be able to watch Seinfeld on any other one. You won't be able to watch Crave on any other one. So mm-hmm. gaming at least has that. Where unless it's like made by Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo, like it will be on other things. Mm-hmm. So well. Good luck to Google and all the developers in Canada applying for those jobs. I know a couple people are yeah. applying and got my fingers crossed for you. Thanks, yeah. man. Oh. Oh, yeah, you too, Brett. I hope you get a job. Are you applying, are you applying or no? Nah. Because you just said you weren't, but I think you should do it. I'm, Why not? I, do it. Uh, dude, I'm retired, man. Oh, oh really? Forgot. Are you done? Yeah, I'm, I'm retired right now. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? Right? So, well, retired is usually a permanent thing unless you're Michael Jordan. Uh, sometimes or I Nicki feel like, Minaj. yeah, I'm. You know, I might make a game still, but we'll see. Brett's in Nicki the Minaj Logan for- phase of his Wolverine game development career. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Where I'm Wait, like, Nicki Minaj retired. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we're still. Man? Yeah, it, it's a whole thing. Anywho, last news story of the week: uh, Bethesda Softworks has acquired Nova Scotia-based indie mobile studio Alpha Dog Games. So I was at uh, Game Development Atlantic with last Thursday, which is a little like game developers conference here in the city. And the event was being put on by the Nova Scotia Interactive Society. And the two of the people on the board of that are the co-founders, Sean Woods and Jeff Cameron of Alpha Dog. And they got up there and like, hey, thanks so much for coming, everybody. 
we just have some exciting news. First of all, we've been bought by Bethesda. Everyone's like, what? Like Bethesda, Bethesda. They're like, yep. So everyone who works for our studio now works for Bethesda and we're hiring now. So come check out. And they threw like a little after party. That was all Bethesda money, which was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, so a lot of people don't know about Alpha Dog. I don't know if you guys had heard of them before this. Uh, I, I've seen their name come up. I don't think I played it because they're all mobile games. Right? I don't think I've correct. They have a couple premier or premier prestige, well well received mobile games in uh, Ninja Golf and Monster City Rampage, which have charted on the top 100 of the App Store. Uh, the studio is currently 10 employees uh, plus the two co-founders, um, and they will be growing. Uh, they're not in Halifax. They're like 25, 30 minutes out in um, Burnside. Just like a like just across the um, harbor and uh, always north, so uh, yeah, I don't know if they'll still be there. I assume with that they would be moving into like a downtown near Ubisoft and the other ones, but remains to be yeah. seen. I was at Halcon this past weekend talking, and I actually met one of the artists at Alpha Dog, and she was saying like, at first when they they got in and got the news, they're like, oh no, are we all getting fired? Like, what's going on? And then. They came out and they're like, no, no, we got a bunch of merch and stuff. But it looked like a bunch of Fallout 76 merch that like they probably just got shipped to them because they couldn't get rid of it. Uh, but they all have a, a nice nice pay bump and they're pretty happy. So congrats. That's pretty cool. I wonder, you know, they Bethesda has a couple mobile games going on. Well, their Quebec uh, studio did the Fallout Shelter, right? Oh, did they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're... Because they, Bethesda opened their Quebec studio pretty recently, like couple years ago and i'm pretty sure their first game was the fallout shelter fallout 4 tie-in right but that's the quebec let me check that because <laughs> they got the elder scrolls mobile game too um so i wonder if they're going to be just assisting those games i don't know if fallout shelter is still a thing um i think they might be making fully f- in december 9th 2015 zenimax formed bethesda game studios in montreal uh and i don't know what I don't know what game they... I'm pretty sure it was the Fallout Shelter game, though. Yeah, true. Yeah, because 2015 was when Fallout Shelter came out, so it's probably tied in that. I am not. I can't confirm or deny, but yeah, I think... And uh, at E3, they announced that um, uh, Commander Zim, is that the game? The old... Someone help me out here. It's uh, it's getting a mobile release. Um, oh, uh, Commander Keen. Commander Keen, thank you. Butchering uh, Commander Keen. Oh my God, I can't believe what they're doing. Yeah, sorry. So but. they're definitely launched. <laughs> they're going. They're going into the mobile space, and I think Alpha Dog will be maybe making mobile. Oh, and they also did the mobile uh, Elder Scrolls game Blades. So mm. they're definitely really bumping up their mobile presence. I forgot all about that Commander Keen shit. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, any, any thoughts for it? I forgot about Commander Keen. I was just like, and I was reading something on Facebook, so I got distracted. I'm sorry. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> what do you What do you think about Bethesda's foray into mobile games? It's too late, man. It's too you late. Yeah. Oh, dude, mobile is like so saturated, and the big players already know what's crushing. Like, I don't think mm. Beth- like what Bethesda is going to bring to the mobile space is going to be too bloated. So the only thing I could see them actually doing being moderately successful is is if they do the Game Pass stuff with Apple and uh, uh, Thingy, uh, Google. That's the only thing. Like, if they're going in there to actually make games and try to compete, it's, like, so saturated that the big players are already, like, just pushing everything out. Like, you, they, won't, they won't be able to move fast enough to compete. That's the mm. problem. 
I wonder. I wonder if they'll just do. Well, they're doing like the Nintendo thing, which is just like they're not making. They're just making games to kind of complement their like main games. Like I know Nintendo yeah. has. A, I think they have a few. They have that. Uh, that Nintendo. That, well, Nintendo's mobile strategy. RPG is 100% look at it's all marketing their mobile strategy is marketing and if they can make money off of it they can make money off of it but yeah it's just like well let's just make shittier crappier versions of our main games and just put them on phones pretty much and then they're like well people probably like they make them good enough that you enjoy them like they are enjoyable but they are crap at the same time it's really weird. It's like I love the Mario Kart game, but at the same time, I hate it. It's like it's, I can't describe what, this feeling. I oh, man, that, that Mario Kart game on mobile is like one of the worst things I've ever. But like, I, I enjoyed I really playing it. it though. I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. <laughs> like, it's like it feels like Mario Kart. It has the music. It's like it's kind of all. It's kind of Mario Kart-ish, and I was like, this isn't bad. But then I'm like, put like the more I'm playing it, I'm like, this is dumb. <laughs> like. There's something about it that's bad, and yeah, it's just. But it, like at the same time, you go, they made this so they can market their games to, you know, get their big game sold. And I mm-hmm. really wish there's no way we'll ever know, because Nintendo doesn't release numbers. But I really wonder how much money they make off of doing this whole idea, like if they actually see like an uptake of like people going, oh, you know what, I really enjoyed this mobile version i want the real deal like i will really super curious about that can we just spend the rest of the podcast talking about how shit mario kart is on mobile no let's not do that <laughs> no we only shit um, on assassin's creed games here <laughs> right? Assassin's Creed mobile let's just poo-poo on that. oh there is though have you played it yet no, is there Assassin's Creed Mobile? I assume there's Assassin's Creed Mobile. Yeah, there's a couple. Well, the, the Ubisoft Studio does um, what's called Rebellion, I think is the... Yeah, I haven't played any of them yet because I'm just like, ugh, no thanks. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, Bethesda, I mean, it's growing... The growing... Uh, really, what am I trying to say here? Growing the kind of the game dev community out in Atlantic is pretty It's pretty cool. So hopefully... Uh, yeah, that's cool. we see some cool stuff out of there. Mm-hmm. It's all good, Halifax. You know, Stephen, maybe you can uh, get some connections there and we can get some inside scoops. It'd be pretty cool. I got to meet a bunch of people who worked there, so they're all pretty stoked getting some free scoops. Fallout swag. Uh, I think the one the one last thing, uh, if we're, we're still in the news, uh, Louis, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 comes out uh, tomorrow uh, on Halloween, and that's out for, uh, created from uh, a Vancouver studio. Um, oh, yeah. So I haven't posted that. It's not on the site yet, but probably by the time you're listening, it'll be on the site. But yeah, Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, I forget the name of the developer right now. but I um, played it at AGLX. It was really good. Yeah? I'm going to be picking up tomorrow. Uh, thanks for reminding like me. I'm going to go to the mall yeah, after no work tomorrow. There you go. Why don't you get us all copies? We can all play together. Yeah. Um, and give me a you Switch. Gotta get Brett a switch. Give me yeah, a you got to get Brett a Switch. Okay, get Brett a Switch. Get Steve a copy. Get me a copy. Get Brett a copy. I'll I, owe Brett a, I owe Brett an iPad from like years ago. So Really? Mm-hmm. Just... The joke was that Patreon money would just go to Brett's iPad, huh. <laughs> which was obviously never true. Um, the developer is Next Level Games, so good luck, uh, Next Level Games. I won't pick it up though. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I read some good reviews. I'm excited. Yeah. That's it for the news this week. Thank you so much, uh, Brett and Stephen, for your contributions, and right. thank you to everyone good. on Patreon.com who good contributes episode, to make guys. this this podcast happen. Make this 
um, make this news stories get reported in our Discord happen so that people can win scholarships to cool events. <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna milk that for I so do. Long. I think that's so cool. No, I'm, I'm not milking it. Like I genuinely am really happy that we made that happen. Or no, it is cool. It's very. We're, cool. we're mm. able to set not set that up because they obviously did the application and everything. But I think that's <laughs> no. Just, we walked we walked them through. The whole yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I uh, yeah I like to end. They definitely they, they put my name on it. They're like we know Brett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we like to end every episode talking about what we've been playing lately. Uh, so I will let Brett go first. Brett, what have you been playing lately? Um, oof, nothing really. Damn, I've been like taking a good break from games right now because I like was going hard on the mobile, and now I'm just like I'm just taking a little break from it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, but I'm, I'm, I need something to play though. Like I do need something to play soon. I'm getting that itch to play. So I don't know. What are you feeling like a like a PC game or or a new mobile game? I'm done with mobile games for now. I'm okay. I'm exhausted with them. Um, PC game. Yeah, I'm looking at maybe a new PC game. Some we'll see though. I haven't haven't quite figured out what the itch will be. Yeah, sure. It, this is usually roughly right around the time I get the new like the last <laughs> Assassin's Creed game is right around now. <laughs> so yeah, I might be picking up Assassin's Creed Odyssey soon. Mm. Okay. Uh, how about you, yeah. Steven? What have you been playing other than keeping child alive? The game. That is a real the game. game. The game of life. It's a, it's a legit game. So uh, I've I've managed to play a couple of games actually here and there. So my brother gave me his old his PS3, and mm-hmm. I've actually managed to go back to some old PS3 games uh, to like kind of clean up on trophies because I had like one or two percent, and it really it was really bothering me. So I'm playing the Hitman Absolution, mm-hmm. Kingdoms of Amalur. Mm-hmm. Good game. Uh, Underrated I, I, game. Kingdoms of Amalur. It's yeah. pretty good. It's, it's fun. Um, you know, the, the guy who made it kind of went a little insane, but uh, that's beside the point. But um, it's Kurt Schilling, by the way, if you want to look into that, because he just kind of went full uh, full crazy. Um, and then I, I was really, you know, Brett was mentioning kind of the gaming itch. I was really itching like a modern shooter. Like I wanted like Borderlands 3 wasn't really that great of a shooter. I was, I was looking for a good shooter and I wanted like a modern setting. Like I was... So I played Battlefield 3 a little bit, but I finally just copped Modern Warfare, like Call of Duty, uh, and I'm thoroughly enjoying that. I've only played maybe like five, six hours of it, but uh, super, super, super good. Um, and then the other big one that I played and beat and just crushed, because apparently I know more, way more about the game than I thought I did, was uh, Legend of Zelda uh, Link's Awakening. Mm. Um, I just flew through that game. like. Mm. I had it back in the day, but I haven't played it since the Game Boy Color game, which was, I don't know, two, like in 2000, 2001, 1999, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. But I knew pretty much up to the fourth dungeon, I knew every single thing to do. And then after that was very kind of like, oh, I think it's over here. And I, and I was usually right. Um, right. It's a weird flex, but it, it was fun, but super easy. Like even on hero mode, the game is as soon as you get like enough hearts to kind of just withstand enough damage, like it, it's just super easy. And you really, the, like, it was originally a Game Boy game, right? And there's mm-hmm. only two buttons. And, you know, sword was an item and Pegasus boots was an item. Jumping was an item. So you can only have two items at one point. So the puzzles were, like, really, really simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though they kind of, you know, they have a dedicated sword button and a dedicated Pegasus boots button, uh, it's still, like, they didn't make any new puzzles. So it's it's super simple. And it's just weird how it, it slows down and is blurry at the bottom. Like, it just... It's yeah, so strange. There's a couple it's so there's annoying. A, a, a pretty bad frame rate issue I found, which is weird for a Nintendo game because they're usually like almost always polished 
if not yeah, mm, and, anything else. And it's like the like bottom like I don't know five percent of the screen like is blurry as well in certain parts. Probably the game like trying to get rid of the the slowdown and you notice it and it's just I don't know. I'm not usually one to pick on on um, you know frame rate issues and stuff like that, but it really mm-hmm. just bothered me where where it was like this game is so beautiful and and like how like it's just how could you not how could this thing not run well? Mm-hmm. Like, the Switch can, plays Witcher and Wolfenstein and stuff like this. Like, how do you not have this game running like crisp and clean and and the fact smooth? that it's a Game Boy game, like I get they redid a bunch of it, but a Game Boy game remaster is having like two frames per second on the Switch is kind of funny. Yeah, like the game, the game size itself is probably like four hundred megabytes. Like it's not, it can't be that big. Of, it's not a big world. Like you can you can walk from one end of the world to the to the other, and I don't know like a minute like two, two minutes like it's not it's much smaller than link so uh link to the past like mm-hmm. it's and there's no it's not like you don't have the, you don't have the dark world sort of flip or whatever so it's it's uh it's really fun but like you really kind of see the age of it like it is at the end of the day it's you know it's an early 90s game boy game mm-hmm. so um but I, but i really enjoyed it but i was i was kind of a little proud of myself just how much of this game i still knew like i was just flying through it um but yeah, I, so I've, I've been playing, and I've been playing Fortnite, like a lot of Switch, just, you know, my daughter rests in my arms, and then Aww. I just play Switch. And, and Fortnite's easy, because if she's fussy or whatever, then I just kind of, like, go hide and, in a building, and then just, you know, let the game kind of just... Kill you? I, I just do well in... Yeah, well, I just do well in the game. Like, I actually came in second when the storm killed me, because I was feeding my daughter, and the guy who won was probably super confused, so... Uh, and they relaunched Fortnite too, and it's 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 a cool world. So I'm I'm digging. It. So I've, I've managed mm. to play some things here and there. More than Brett, and he doesn't have a kid. So yeah, Brett, you got zero responsibilities, bro. Like, Dude, what are you doing? I'm a stand-up comedian. <laughs> yeah, he's just got to keep himself alive. Yeah, you need a tablet to just play some games. No, I'm busy trying to trying to keep myself alive right now. Mm. Yeah, is that difficult? Do you find that difficult? Yes. I did. I did. I bought a car. Oh, Ooh. did you finally? Wow. What kind of car? Um, what kind of car? It's a 2008 Pontiac Grand Prix. Oh, my first car was a Pontiac Grand Prix, and by my first car, I mean the first car my parents let me drive. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I bought it, and it's dope. Nice. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, what Steven, I've been playing. What have you been playing? Driving. Uh, driving IRL trying not to crash. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing uh, The Outer Worlds, uh, which is the latest RPG from Obsidian, the original creators of Fallout. None of this Bethesda Fallout 76 bullshit. Fallout 3 is garbage. Fallout 4 was okay. Fallout 76 is garbage. And the best Fallout games have all been made by Obsidian. New Vegas? New Vegas, uh, 1 and 2. And this is just a return to form for them. I think the fact that this game came out the same week, Bethesda tried to launch their Fallout First premium subscription for a hundred bucks a year to get stuff in '76 that was broken and and I know, like uh, I imagine, I imagine Obsidian was just high fiving each other when they yeah, did like, like like it was so embarrassing, like to see. And a lot of people were saying this on Twitter, like the Vault Boy was like a a, a satirical parody of like. 60s pro consumer corporate mascots yeah, and, and he's <laughs> become the 
pro Bethesda corporate Fallout mascot, and it's just mm-hmm. like they've completely lost the soul of that franchise. And it really like you got you gotta you gotta play Outer Worlds. It is everything Fallout could have been if they weren't up each other's asses. And it's so good. I- it's so funny. It's so well written. I don't like the the like inventory management specking your character with all these stats. I don't really care about part of these kind of games. I like mm-hmm. running around shooting shit, having these cool decisions with all these characters that are really complicated and well written. And I don't. It's like a lot of gray areas where I'm like, oh wow, I actually don't know which of these choices is the better one. And I have definitely <laughs> gone back a couple times when I made a choice. So like, no, I didn't want this, and then, and then like gone back into got the other one because i i'm really invested in these characters it's so good yeah i uh i i really enjoyed fallout 76 i i kind of gave it a little more uh more rope than i probably should have i can't even defend their fallout first shit that was like that was awful timing they because they also delayed the big free update the week mm-hmm. before so like they just messed up everything and part part of me the the conspiracy theorist in me almost thinks that like you know, they got some stock in Obsidian or something like that, where they're just like, "We can help you guys out here." Actually, oh man, um, and and yeah, the the pricing on Fallout, like like the nerve of them, like the pricing on Fallout first shit is like it's more expensive than Game Pass. Like it's ridiculous. Uh, I've been eyeing Outer Worlds. I, I do want to give it a shot. I heard it runs well too, which it know. is surprisingly bug free. I've been playing for like probably fifteen twenty hours, and I, like at one point, I think probably like ten hours in, I was just walking. Around, I'm like nothing's breaking like nothing's clipping through stuff none of the quests are bugged i'm not missing items that are like it just after playing fallout games for so long and skyrim for so long it's like i'm just used to them being buggy broken messes and you just like play around it the outer worlds is just super polished and super tight like it's so impressive to me what they've built here Ugh. That's cool. I I, hmm. I do want to pick it up. I got you can go to Xbox right now and get Game Pass for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I've I've been tempted. To do hey, your that. computer uh, might be able to run it. Actually, you just got a new gaming computer, right? Yeah. Yeah. With if you get that Game Pass subscription, it's on PC. Part of the Game Pass there, so you could play it. Mm-hmm. Plug in a controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pl- plug in a PS4 controller and play it through Xbox Game Pass. Just to be ironic. <laughs> Yeah, I actually I found out this week that PlayStation Now has like a uh, has like a PC download. Yeah, you can stream you can stream all your PS4 stuff to to PC and Mac. My friend was doing it in class last year. Yeah, like with remote play, but I mean like the actual PlayStation Now like app. There's oh. like a thing that you can like a storefront basically where you can download and and then play like PlayStation Four games, PS3 games, without okay. technically owning a PS4. Like, huh? Um, yeah, which is kind of cool. But anyways, yeah, I. I I look forward to hearing more about Outer Worlds because it's definitely on my to-do list. Uh, not to like be the dead horse here, but if I didn't, if the kid wasn't born, I'd probably actually cop it by now. But I just mm-hmm. know like I it's a time, time sink. Right it's a huge yeah. time sink, man. I'm still just like trying to figure out my my schedule and all that shit. So mm-hmm. I'm also exhausted. I want to go to bed like right now. So well, I'll just add quickly. I'm, I wanted to play a couple spooky games because it is that that time of the year. So I, I uh, rebooted up uh, Batman: Arkham Asylum and. I, I love that game so much. It's just so nostalgic for me, but it, it really does hold up. Like the intro where you're like walking the Joker into the asylum and then he breaks out. And Mark Hamill's performance as the Joker is still, I think, one of the best video game performances. It's so good. Like mm-hmm. he nails the laugh and the atmosphere of that game is, is really tight too. 
it's kind of it's kind of campy now uh, several years like almost 10 years i think 10 or 11 years from launch like yeah. <laughs> batman's like really stoics like uh in his facial animation he's always frowning and he like gives one sentence answers to everybody and it's it's kind of like laughable uh but i still love that game and the atmosphere is so spooky the scarecrow levels when he's like playing with your mind and turning the hallway into the place your parents died and stuff uh good spooky game yeah that was cool that was like one of the first games to kind of do that stuff i feel like a lot of games after that were like this is genius we gotta copy that Mm -hmm. um that was they, that was cool. Actually, mm. that's a good. Are you playing on Epic uh, Game Store or whatever? Because the games were free, right? Or do you just have it? No, it's actually on Game Pass. So I actually downloaded to my oh, Xbox and started playing there because oh, I I've beat that. it on a PS3 and PS4. But I was like, oh, I'll just get the achievements. Yeah, true. I would. I I'm going to look at your trophies because you're kind of concerned. <laughs> you are significantly ahead of me. Don't worry. Don't worry, okay. man. Keep better keep it that way. All right. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Uh, that's it for the games we've been playing this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. This show, of course, supported by our lovely patrons over on patreon.com slash Canadian game devs, where you can support us to get early access to this podcast, uh, get a special discord chat channel where we talk about Patreon things and games. Um, and yes, thank you so much, Brett, for joining us from our publicly funded library. Yeah. You know, the library, appreciates it (laughs) (laughs) and thank you so much steven for taking time from raising a human being to to come back and and update us on your life yeah man i i I should be going good uh going forward now uh you'll see me more kind of in the discord and and all that stuff so um yay awesome (laughs) And, (laughs) and thank you dear listener for listening to this happy halloween if you're listening to this uh, immediately after publication. If not, I hope you had fun and got some candy and didn't make yourself sick. Um, yeah, check us out next week. We're hoping to do a more regular schedule where we record Sundays, publish for Patreon Mondays, publish for everyone else Wednesdays, right? Yeah. We're going to try. So, uh, so yeah, that'll be, that'll be the schedule going forward, assuming we all don't completely fail. Um, yeah. yeah. Any last minute, any last minute thoughts or, or input? Uh, go Raptors. Go, go Spurs. Raptors. Go Spurs. I like the... Where did Kawhi Leonard go? Uh, Clippers. Clippers. Get out of here. Go okay, Clippers. Stop this, show. this is a... No, we're All right. Yeah, go Have Clippers. a good night, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Welcome back to the Canadian... Oh, damn it, Brett. (laughs) All right. We're just going to do that again. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Three, two, one. Concentration. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Okay.